When do you know when it's time to change your forecast for the year? My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm a business coach, and I'm here with my longtime partner in business coaching, Adam Sunhalter. We've been together over 15 years. We coach small companies, and we define small as from 1 to 25 employees. We've literally crossed the barriers of hundreds of companies, industries, and we've been very successful. We've developed a, a program that if you as a business owner stick to and master our seven keys to success, your company's going to be successful. And we define success as growing sustainable profits. Profits. What else is there? And you make those profits within the context of, of compassion and, and uh, encouragement and enable people to, to grow under your, your operation. That's what we like to see, and that's what we coach on. But when do you know it's time to change your forecast? When do you know, Adam? Well, I'm not going to tell you yet, Jack, because I want to welcome everybody to the show. First of all, and thank him again for being <laughs> part of our show and listening and being loyal listeners, whether it's while we're here live on the air at 7 o'clock Eastern on Wednesdays or if uh, you listen on the podcast or, or go, to our, go to our website listen to it there. Lots of ways to get a hold of this show and, and, and be part of it as well, not the least of which is to call us when we're here live in the studio. You can do that. We've got Kurt sitting by tonight, and he'll be taking phone calls if you want to call in. He's eagerly waiting those calls. The number is 440-946-9468. Very easy to remember, right? 440-946-9468. Kurt does look a little eager tonight. I'm looking at him through the glass menagerie, and uh, he looks he looks pretty excited, so we got to keep him calm tonight. Hey, it's part of that beautiful weather we got here, Jack. <laughs> Spring, summer kind of combination. It's a great time here in uh, here in Northeast Ohio. You can tweet at us. Another way to get hold of us, be part of the show. There's three Twitter handles we've got. We've got our company one for for Maximum Value Partners. That's at Maximum VP. Uh, for Jack Mancini, that's at Jack MMVP. And for me, it's at Adam Sonhalter. That's good ways to get hold of us. And email. Email is always good too. Uh, radio at MaximumVP.com. Again, it's set up for the show. So radio at MaximumVP.com. So lots of ways to be part of the show to contribute, whether you want to react to what we're talking about tonight, uh, we want to talk about what we've talked about in prior episodes or some suggestions or ideas for future episodes. Uh, as you might have guessed from Jack's opening comment here, we focus on how questions, right? So we have lots of how questions in terms of things that our clients ask day to day that we help to answer for them. And so one of the things we talk about today is how do you know it's time to kind of adjust the plan? And let me start by saying, you know, we've been at this, Jack, for, for 15 plus years, this being coaching owners of small companies. And one of the things that we were, I guess, surprised early on to learn, and in fact, goes that, way back. Yeah. That, 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 that P word I just mentioned, that P word <coughs> we kind of stayed away from, Jack. It's a, it's a four letter word, the P word. We didn't like that early yeah. on. We thought that was a dangerous four letter word. Too many suit and ties kind of associated with it. So I think probably the first. Three, four, five years of our coaching, we didn't really even use it because we were afraid of, of of spooking people in terms of what that was because we weren't sure what came to mind when we said that word and and whatever it was, it it, it rarely was a good thing when the, whatever the owner heard when they heard that word, that four-letter P word of plan, um, usually was a lot of negative stuff that kind of came to their mind and. And we've since changed that to where we now focus quite a bit on different types of planning. We talk about marketing plans and organizational plans and prof plans, but 
there's a lot of, uh, I guess, one of the hurdles uh, to get over, and we hear this a lot from, from owners of small companies, which is, well, how do I know it's going to be right? Or I know it's going to be wrong, or some, some version of that, right? And to understand that the, the, the purpose of planning is to get the best thinking you have today. What do things look like going forward? And the biggest overarching purpose of a plan is to drive your day-to-day activities to help make that plan become a reality. And put, put into your head, put into your head opportunities that, that will all of a sudden appear there because you're, you're focusing on what's best for your company and how do you make your company better. And it's important. You know, I, I think a lot of our business owners, going back to your earlier comments here, a lot of our business owners have been maligned by bad plans, uh, academia pursuits, <laughs> hiring somebody who uh, has a fancy degree and, and will put together a 72-page package that they don't understand when they're done with it. Planning is very important. It has a bad name for the reasons that I just gave, or the reason I just gave. And it's not only useful, but mandatory. I cannot imagine running a company, and I've run several, that I could not run that company without a financial plan. We call it a profit plan. You know why we do that? Because you're in the business to make profit. Even if you're a nonprofit, you're in business to make profit. You just call it something different. So for making profit, shouldn't we have a plan to do it? And in the early stages of a company, estimating and forecasting, that can be kind of tough, especially on sales. Really almost only sales. Expenses are pretty easy most of the time to to forecast with a little bit of effort. So it's an important tool. Once you put it together, we, we like to call the planning season around November or so every year if you're on a calendar year basis. And by the end of November, you pretty well have your plan for the next year locked in. Now, locked in doesn't mean... That's all you do, and that's what we're talking about tonight. When do you change your forecast? So you put together $3 million in annual revenue this year, 20% more than you did last year, and all of a sudden you're into the second quarter and it's not coming about where you're going to make that that $3 million number. So when do you change it and adjust your organization? When do you do that? When do you do that, Adam? Let me, let me before we get into <laughs> that, Jack. Let me just, uh, I think the planning mindset is critical, and, uh, and one of a couple things. One is it's never too late. Okay, we don't have to wait for October, November for planning season. Yeah, if, you, if you're not an actual planner, you can start right now. It's kind of like, kind of like, like a diet or working out or exercising, Jack. It's, you know, you can start any time. And we'll often hear the pushback of I don't have time. I don't have time for this planning stuff, Jack. And as we know, we've addressed it on this show numerous times. We've talked about it uh, in our day-to-day lives as well. Whenever I hear that pushback, that secret code for you haven't told me why what you're talking about is important enough for me to pay attention to. Mm, okay. Because there's always, time well, for, there's always time for important things. And it's a key thing as the owner to have that planning mindset. Now, most companies will start out without planning at all or very little planning. They're focused on doing. And you know what? Early on, that's that can be okay, and you can push through some stuff. You know, most of our clients, that, that, that when we get started with with, with with the company, the vast majority of our clients usually are around one to two million in sales. Okay, 
And a big part of why that's happening is the companies and the owners will get stuck at that point. And a lot of what we find that is because there's very little to no planning as part of the business. They're, they're just constantly doing. They get up every day and they do and they react. And if, if you are an owner listening to this or if you work for, 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 for a small company, <laughs> you know, chances are that whatever the owner is going to do for the day has been decided by like 10 o'clock in the morning. There's either been phone calls that have come in. There's been a problem in the in the factory. There's been a, there's, there's, there's been a customer issue somewhere. But whatever kind of happens first thing, you know, first hour or two in the morning, often will set the plan for that day. And the owner will dutifully put her cape on and go to work and fixing that problem, putting out that fire, so to speak. Whatever it might be, it's 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 a lot of reactionary stuff. And so, chances are, if you if you if you're thinking, I I don't have time for this planning stuff. Well, chances are because you're so busy reacting to things that if you had some good plans in place to kind of, you know, direct your activities, you'd probably avoid a lot of those fires or you'd be able to, to get them out much quicker because you'd anticipate things. No, they don't know how to plan. They don't know how to plan in a practical way, a commonsensical way. And that's what, that's what you get this tough talk for or this deflecting talk, like I don't have time for it. Or, hey, I, I, don't, I can't guess what's going to happen to me. I don't know what's going to happen at lunch today. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to have for lunch. So how can I know what I'm going to have three months from now for the whole month of sales? Well, that's because you're talking out of ignorance, not stupidity, ignorance. You've got to know how to plan, not the academic way with 72-page reports that you don't understand, but a practical way, five, ten pages, Max, that would be max of stuff that you understand because not only have you written it, but it's in language that you understand and your language. And once you get that document to guide you, great things can happen. Great things. So let me give a, a simple example of what some plan <coughs> might look like. And uh, uh, chances are there, there is some planning when it comes to your business, and it's, uh, it may often be related to more your product or service and how you produce that or how you deliver that. And uh, even other places you might see this is if you're like us, you're big fans of things like whiteboards and flip charts as ways to get ideas generated and kind of get them thought through. And so those are great planning tools to start to utilize. And there's a lot of technology out there today as well that helps to, to, to help people collaborate and get some stuff down. But the chances are there's probably some sort of planning somewhere. It may not be, as Jack and I are talking about here, in terms of the overall business part of stuff. And when we talk about planning, you know, Jack Benson is real simple. If you have a, if you have a chance, we're, you know, we have a break here coming up, coming up a couple minutes. If you want to head to our website at MaximumVP.com, there's a, a link there called the MVP Playbook. If you click on that, you'll see a, you'll see a link for what's called our seven keys to success. Click there, and this will be a nice infographic that, that comes up to give you a sense about seven keys to success that we talk about when it comes to planning and the things that you should be working on as part of your business. When you, know, you as the owner, in terms of what things should you have plans for, what should that look like? And Jack's referenced a couple of them already tonight in terms of the profit plan or marketing plan or organization plan. You know, th those are three of those seven. But keeping it real simple. You know, again, they, should, they can be maybe a page each, but it's getting, getting your thoughts out of your head and getting them out, whether it be on paper, on a whiteboard, on a flip chart, getting them into, your, into a, you know, a Word document, onto an Excel spreadsheet. But to get thoughts out of your mind and onto, you know, you know, get them down in black and white like that. You know, get oh, on paper. Oh, it's very empowering. How many people point to their head and say, "Hey, I don't need a plan. It's all in my head." How many? How many of our clients 
when we start with them, say that and actually go through that motion. Yeah, usually it's they the ones that got their, their heads. heads. They got their heads up their ends. Is usually those are the ones that are saying That's that. Right. These are our clients. <laughs> we got to watch it. That's why we tell them that. What's going <laughs> on? You know, it, it, we won't be public with it. That's good. So, but people have to understand that again. I want to make sure we're touching <laughs> this before we, we get too deep to the to the adjusting of plans. So you got to recognize that hey, if people are, are tuning into this thing, say hey, I don't have plans. I don't have time for that stuff. You have to make the time. That's part of your part of your role as the owner, the leader of the company, is to get the planning in place and knowing how to do it and to keep it simple. That starts to getting those ideas out of your out of your mind, out of your head, and getting them down on a piece of paper. Help to get other ideas from folks out to make sure those things are going to be laid out. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's our best guess what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure our plans can happen. Very, very important to be able to do. So we'll talk a little bit more about how do you know when it's time to adjust because if you're in the planning mode, we'll help you address there in terms of when do I adjust it. I spend a bunch of time and effort in doing stuff. How do I go about making those making those adjustments to it? So we'll have more of that coming here after <coughs> after come back for the break. So stay tuned to hear more about how do I know when it's time to adjust my plans. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are in a planning mode tonight. All right, stick around. We've got more Dirty Secrets of Small Business coming your way here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. Be there. All right. <laughs> All right. We're back here live on 30 Secrets of Small Business. Welcome back here on this nice mid-June day. Beautiful here in Cleveland. We're happy to have you with us on this fine evening, and we'd love to have you be part of the show. If you want to do that, you can give us a call here at 440-946-9468. I'm your co-host, Adam Sonhalter, sitting here with my co-host over there, Jack Mancini. That guy over there. That guy over there. The guy over there. Not the guy Jack over there, but the guy over there. The guy on this side <clears throat> of the glass and not that side of the glass. That's right. All right, so we're talking about the P word tonight. P word. The four-letter P word. Plan. P-L-A-N. <laughs> plan. It's a dirty word when it comes to business, folks. And for those of you who've been in business for a while, you probably cringe when you hear that word. But stick with us tonight. we got some reasons why, not only how to do it, but how do you know when you start to kind of adjust those plans? And so for those of you who have a plan in place, let me, you know, Jack mentioned something or a scenario perhaps in the, in the first segment here, which is, Hey, you got a plan. I think you said three million bucks in terms of a sales plan. And hey, if it's uh, here, we are June 13th. We're almost halfway through the year. How are we doing against that? So you you kind of assume there, Jack, and uh, that uh, and, you know assumes kind of a dirty word too, because um, it doesn't always lead to good stuff if you're assuming things. But you're assuming that because I have a plan well, in place. You start with that, yeah. Well, well you're assuming because I have a plan in place that I'm actually checking. The progress of that plan. And uh, the quality of the plan, the effort that went into it. Well, so what we do is we make sure one of the things we have our clients do is monthly take a look at their financials. I know, more numbers and plans and all kinds of fun stuff, but looking at how we how we doing so far. So as you're, as you're talking, Jack, hey, you know, if, 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 if you have a well-run company, here we are on June 13th, you should have your, your year-to-date numbers. So from January 1st through the end of May, you should be able to have your profit loss or your income statement as well as your balance sheet pulled together that shows how you're doing. And if you have a plan in place, if you had a plan for this year, we're big fans of not only having the annual plan, but you can break it down into quarterly and monthly buckets. You should be able to see, how am I doing? Hey, my actual numbers, my actual sales numbers, if, if the plan was for $3 million, my plan may have caused for, or called for a million dollars in sales in the first five months. How would I do? Well, there's a tremendous power in, in creating a plan, a well-done plan, and then measuring success against it. 
So wouldn't it be nice if you could say, I'm going to have a $3 million sales year and I'm going to make 10% on that. Wouldn't that be nice? And then if it would be nice, if those are good numbers for you, then basically you, you monitor daily, weekly activity to try to beat that or certainly make that plan. Because you're agreeing in November that, boy, that would be very desirable. I haven't done that well since I've been running this company for 15 years. So here you put a good plan together that says I'm going to do $3 million and 300000 profit. And if all of a sudden that's not happening from a negative standpoint, more importantly than a positive or a plus standpoint, but either one can put you behind the eight ball. If all of a sudden you're anticipating orders and they're not coming, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not coming, you basically have to adjust your expenses. Conversely, if all of a sudden you're getting a lot of business and sales are increasing beyond your annualized $3 million, then you got to do something there as well. But either one calls for an adjustment. I got random thoughts now, Jack. You got you, you mentioned, yeah, <clears> I'm, <throat> I'm thinking Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, I like the Beach Boys. It's one of my dad's, my dad's favorite band. Uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice, right? Mm -hmm. That song? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if we were old or something like that? Brian yeah, Wilson, Brian Wilson, so you are not. No, I never claim, claim to be. I'd like to start doing some karaoke on here, but that, that song's going through. Uh, so wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice? I got. I don't have a singing voice tonight. Yeah, you get your Godfather voice tonight. So wouldn't it be? Right. Wouldn't it be nice if we could make these things happen? Let me let me give a you know a, a totally non-business related example. Running is is kind of picked back up again. People like to run a lot, and so we have a lot of clients who are who are into some running as well. They'll do marathons or they'll do these half marathons they do 5k's or 10k's whatever it might be well let me tell you what none of them just show up on race day and start running matter of fact they usually have weeks or months preparing of planning. for it planning, that's yeah. right and part of that plan the reason it's coming to mind is we're talking about the idea of getting a plan in place and, and then checking progress is you want to see how you're doing and it starts with an overall goal so if you're going to run a a 10K, you've never, you've never run a 10K before. Maybe your goal is to finish. You start there. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, I'd like to be able to finish that because I've never run that far before, right? So you run, now you run one. Okay, you're able to finish. Okay, you did a good job. Or, hey, you start to get into it and realize, hey, I've, as I'm training, I'm able to, to, to go from running, you know, 1K to 2K to 3 to 5K. Also, I get to 10K. And you start to maybe get some time frames now. Hey, I want to have, uh, maybe I want to be able to run an 8 or 10 or 12 minute mile and so if I can do that also you sort of set different goals what's kind of going on but my point is as part of the progress you have training in terms of what you're doing from a running standpoint you have things you're doing in terms of what you're putting into your body from a fuel standpoint and you know how, you, how much rest you're getting in different ways you're you know, you know, maybe training for not only for running but, but, but other uh, stretching or other kind of stuff but you're, you're doing different things is my point the plan helps to direct your activities. So if your normal activities is to be a little more sedentary, sorry, big word. Yeah, it is a big word, big but word, it's uh, okay. We, we said a couple today. We'll, we'll let it pass. Any one of those, like, those little alarm sounds you can have that kind of goes, wah, wah, wah. That's right. Use, That's start exactly big words right. To, to, to warn the audience. I've got a big word coming up. We aren't picking on big words <laughs> tonight. Yet. Yet. So Probably if, you, if, you have, if you're a little bit more sedentary and you're, and you're drinking every night and eating whatever you want, well, again, you're going to change your behaviors, certainly for several weeks or several months in order to get ready for your for your race. Well, if your plan is to finish the race, you could, uh, it, could, it could mean finish dead last. So you show up on race day with zero planning, zero preparation, and you might fulfill your goal. 
how many people show up and, and put a, a plan together to lose? Think many? Lose. So you're looking at it all wrong. Oh, right? okay. You're trying to win the race. Oh, am that's I? Hard, that's hard to win the race. You're trying, usually you're I want to win the race, yourself. but I want to do anything to win it. That's like all right. It's like I, playing, like that. It's like, I like that plan. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's like playing a lot. Of, like, that's like playing golf. You never really win at golf. You're, it's you, you against the course. You may, you may, uh, you may beat the people you're playing with, but I've never heard anybody get hole in ones before. So you, the golf course usually wins. So usually you're going people against yourself. People are very philosophical about golf like that. You know my strong feelings on it. If you're not a good golfer, why are you golfing? A, to get out, uh, you know, and, and enjoy and engage nature. There are many ways to do that besides golf. Or the camaraderie. Also, I'm looking for the positives. And I'm only saying well. that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying that because <laughs> I'm a bad golfer. And bad golfers aren't right, you abundance. You guys hear your name first, like you're going to A meeting. Okay. I, I am. am. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm a bad golfer. <laughs> oh, wait a right. minute. You're, you had a handicap down. To, no, hold on. This is, I, I want to point nah, this out. You worked hard at it for a while. I did. I okay. did. And you were able to get down to what, an 8 or 10 or 12 Two handicap? Not, yeah, not 8. Don't, no, never single ten, digits. 10, 12? Yeah, 10, 12. Okay, that's a very decent golfer. Dude. Yeah, but it was it was propped up, Adam. And not that it was bogus. <laughs> it was just propped up in the sense that... <laughs> I was uh, learning skills around the green and, and uh, you know, taking off. Because I can't, you know, I'm not built for golf. And most people can't golf worth a, worth a darn. And most people don't take lessons early on. So they learn wrong and reinforce bad habits. And good golfers, which, again, I will say I'm not, don't like to play with bad golfers. They just don't like it. Like, why, why would you want to do that? You know, you can get philosophical, but you don't want to do it. Um, anyway, it's okay. I'm trying to make. Relations. You're a good golfer, so you I'm think trying differently. I'm trying to make relations to, to, to business in terms of what's kind of going on. And part of what you're doing is you know, during your training, you had <laughs> you had a coach helping you out. I did. You go on to a pro to kind of talk about your game a bit. Mm -hmm. So helping get the plan laid out here, give me the things to kind of work on. So left to your own devices, you would have not known what to do. Or you'd have grooved bad mm -hmm. habits. So if I'm gonna go, you know, whether it be golfing or or, or, or running or you know, whatever it might be, or, or doing business. Part of the challenge is people, you mentioned this, Jack, in the opening of the segment, is people don't know, don't know how to plan. That's right. Okay. People don't know what to practice with certain sports or activities. Okay. Same kind of thing with, with business. If you don't know what you're doing or how to do it, you gotta find you got to find the answers there. And you know, If you find a good coach, that's a good way to help to kind of go do it. A, good, a good coach will help you develop a common sense plan that, that makes sense to you. It'll help you learn how to do it. That's, a, that's the key. Because, again, you're... Your your golf instructor wasn't swinging the club for you. They're helping to teach you how to do it. So that's what we do as you know day to day as coaches. We help train. We help to teach our clients how to do this for themselves. We give them the guidance. We hold their hands along the way and we correct along the way. Just much like if I'm pulling away from the golf swing and I pull my elbows out. Okay, hey, no, put it back in. I'll try different tricks and a trick that may work for you doesn't work for me. So I gotta, he has another trick for me that that, that works good for me. Same thing's true what we do with our clients. There's there's no one right way. There's ways we know we, we're trying to get to a certain result. And different clients need different help. You know, this golf pro that, that I started using, he, uh, he was teaching golf in an indoor facility where I was working out doing other stuff. And I remember watching him one night. And after he left, you know, I, I was later than he was leaving. I looked at some of his material, his brochure material. And he had a question. And he also had a question like a placard on his desk that, that he was working off of. And it said, for golf, do you know what you're doing when you're practicing? 
And I read that, and I read it again, and I I thought that was brilliant. In fact, we've been talking about marketing, and, and I, I think we should incorporate a version of something like that because it hit me, and, and it's got to be millions of other golfers around the country. Do you know what you're doing when you're practicing? So I, if I got a bad five-iron shot, I, I can't hit a five-iron, I can't hit a seven-iron, whatever it's going to be, I go out and I just reinforce my bad hitting of those two irons every time because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to self-correct. That's a good point, Jack. And that's uh, <coughs> now we, we often will pick on lawyers about stuff that they don't do so well. But one of the things that they, they, they do have nailed is they talk about a law practice. Mm. Practice. Not Allen Iverson practice. How true that is, isn't it? Very good description. So the, the, they put it right out front there. And I tell you what, every owner, you're practicing business. You really are. That's right. And uh, you know we've got more experience than most when it comes to business, Jack. But we're we're also learning stuff and we're, and we're refining, honing our skills. We're also continuing to practice. We're continuing to, to to make sure those skills stay sharp. And if you aren't practicing much, you got to make sure you're you're doing that. So part of what we'd help do is help to know how to go about doing that. It's a big big part of this. So, all right. So we'll get back on to to to, to part of this other planning too. But we want to. This is a good groundwork for folks to kind of figure out, not just from a a sports analogy standpoint, but from a, a business standpoint. So stick around. When we come back. We'll talk more about how do you know when it's time to, to adjust your plan for this year. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I am a wayward ex-golfer. All right. We've got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. Here we are. It's a retro night here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business with the disco effect going on. So feel free to get up out of your chair, dance around. If you're in your driving along, you can bebop your head along and just disco. feel the music, right, Jack? That's it's right. Disco is pretty cool. It had its run. Well, you I wish you still had some of those clothes left in your closet from the 70s, Jack. Some I do. I was checking them out this summer. Yeah, big collars. and They're coming back or no? Big collars and crazy color. Oh, they'll come back. They come back. They usually skip a generation or so. That's I, right. I'm starting to see them pop up now. So Anthony's starting to wear it now as your grandson? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see him enough to know that. All right. But, uh, yeah, the uh, next generation or the, the skipped generation comes up and all of a sudden discovers new fashion. So you see uh, afros. I'm seeing afros again. You know, huge, huge hairdos. You know, that this could studio. measure on six, eight, eight inches, maybe longer. Uh, you know, just fluffed up. You got crazy colors, uh, oranges and greens clashing with each other. With, with uh, what's the uh, what's the pants like? Navy pants. What's what am I talking about there? With the Flat. bell bell, bell bottoms. bottoms bell bottoms and huge collars and crazy ties and that was the norm. People would actually dress up in suits and ties and those would be the suits and ties and go conduct business without laughing at each other. I thought they looked good. That's right. They're <coughs> ragging about it, huh? That's right. I partook so, in that. That's so, when I used to wear a suit and So tie. it's part of, the, part of the high afro. Does that mean you have you carry a pick with you at all times? You'll, you that's know, right. The picks used in? to hang in the hair. Yeah. Oh, you got it with you. That's a, yeah. that's a good thing. Well, you could go, you know, with the things online now, you can go back. Uh, generation is roughly 25 years. So you go back 50 years, and you're going to see fashions, versions of those fashions, coming in today one way or another you see them already it's interesting how that works you know, as we're sitting here in the studio i have, I have <coughs> visions of venus flytrap jack 
<laughs> Never be a slide trap, right? Yeah. Great show, WKRP in Cincinnati, late seventies, early eighties. Venus had a big, had a nice big afro. I think I remember seeing him with that pick in his hair mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. So that's a that's a visual I got between that <coughs> and Saturday Night Fever stuff kind of going on. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was the look, big time. All right, so we're not here for a retro disco night. As much as you guys have been enjoying that, we have some other things to be talking about tonight. We got the 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 the, uh, the four letter <coughs> P word plan. Talking about businesses and. How do you plan? How do you know when it's time to adjust that plan? And we're giving some different examples in the prior segment of other things, whether it be in sports or, or, or other parts of your life. And actually just coming into our show, before we get on here, you have Dave Ramsey on, who's talking about financial stuff. Right. Right. People often get in trouble with, with their financial situation because it's usually a lack of planning, too. And he has some very good practical advice, much like we do from a business standpoint. He does from a personal standpoint about ways to kind of get out of trouble or to get yourself straight. And he's big about people getting out of debt when it comes to, to f- from a financial standpoint. That's pretty good guidance when it comes to the business standpoint as well. But it gets with the plan. It's the starting of a plan. Of what, you're gonna, you know, <coughs> what do you want to do? And it's going to, again, drive your day-to-day activities. And so part of what we, we encourage our clients to do is to be able to review the plan, you know, the actuals versus plan. How are we doing? And so if you're five months into the year so far and you're looking and, and your plan is off, now the plan could be off positively or negatively. You could be ahead of plan or behind plan. Either way, it's time to kind of go back and take a look at it. And the reason being is you pulled the plan together, as you were saying before, Jack, probably in October, November, December, maybe maybe even into January. Well, here we are on June 13th. I have a better sense of what June and July and August are going to look like today than did last fall or even the first quarter of this year. So how's it looking? And just because I'm ahead of plan now doesn't mean that the rest of the year will keep going that way or just because I'm behind plan right now. Doesn't mean it'll keep going that way. So, so how do you, how do you see things kind of going forward? It's 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 key, and it's something that we work, work with with our clients is to get that planning mode ensconced as part of their their DNA, as far as what needs to be part of the company. The owner, the owner of the company has to, well, they don't have to do anything or has to do anything. They can, uh, if if they're evolving right, they basically have have developed a, a sense, an instinct. Looking at data, it's not raw instinct. It's based on looking at data to be able to certainly forecast their sales or their revenue. And if that's off, there's there's going to be potential problems, either plus or minus problems. Again, like I had said earlier, you know, if your sales revenue are off 20%, that's a big adjustment coming. And if you've loaded up a bunch of people to fill orders that aren't now coming, you're going to have to either borrow money to cover that, looking for a better, uh, better economic situation for your company, or you're going to have to reduce costs in a lot of different ways. Both of those could be negative, obviously. But if you don't have a plan, how do you adjust to those? You keep everything close to your vest. You bet you you know, you you don't have a plan to adjust, so you start to do things randomly and usually without facts. And you're going now with a raw gut instinct. And it might work. You might, you might get through it that way. But you can improve your chances tremendously by having a well-documented plan. Not long, not complex, but something that says, hey, here's, my, here's how my next 12 months are going to be by, the, by month. And if that's unfolding the way you're planning it or being, beating uh, your, your actuals are beating that plan, you're going to be in good shape. And that's that's terrific. And that's not done by luck. Little luck always. But uh, 
That's done because you're an astute business person and you know how to plan. If you don't know how to plan, like you don't know how to hit that five iron, what are you doing? Why don't you go down to Jack's Casino if you're from Cleveland? That's what they call it. My name's Jack, so I like that uh, Jack's Casino. I don't win. I don't win enough anymore. I used to win a lot. Actually, I'm still ahead, but. Uh, Anyway, we don't we'll, we'll, we'll get into Jack's we got, Casino. We got plans there, too. If you want to, we'll, maybe we'll do a show on the terms of how to play craps properly. or mm-hmm. wait, you know, That's right. Play it, a, play it comfortably with the odds. Right. So. When you have a plan, you got to stick to that plan, even when it hurts sometimes. So. Oh, yes. So part of what we were talking actually earlier uh, today with our marketing guy about uh, you know, what motivates or inspires people to get stuff done. And it's amazing when it comes down to the money standpoint, <coughs> or, or we sort of look at how things are going, that can motivate people plus or minus. If all of a sudden we're seeing... Some, some some losing of money. I mean, pe- people are often amazed at how a business will get into trouble, and a business will lose some money, and lose money to the point where they they, they uh, tap out lines of credit or or, or they, they they put all the equity back in the company in terms of whatever their savings might be, and at some point they're up against it, okay, and they wonder how that happens, or people will see. Uh, you know, one of my favorite commercials back in the day was a Capital One commercial. Yeah, the guy is walking around. He's got a pool. He's out, big house. He's got a membership at the country club, and he's out mowing the lawn with a big, big dumb smile on his face. And people wonder how I'm doing all this great stuff and doing it. He goes, "I'm in debt up to my eyeballs, right?" <laughs> and, and 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 people all of a sudden like that here, they they're getting cars repossessed. They're getting their houses foreclosed on. How does how does this happen? And it happens in life. It happens in business where people aren't either they aren't planning at all, or they aren't. They aren't working to the plan. They aren't making some tough decisions. Okay, so tough decisions when it comes to, to, to spending. So we all have personal spending habits, and we all ha- we also have spending habits when it comes to the business. Often, one of the biggest expenses or spending that goes within a business has to do with people. That's right. <clears throat> and boy, is that tough. And if 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 you're one of the people who who owns a company has never had to fire anybody, count yourself as blessed because you are in the the, the, the very very small minority. Maybe five percent of people who, who who run companies and have never had to terminate somebody. That is not an easy decision to come to. But often it becomes necessary if things aren't going as planned. Now, if you're not making as much money as plan calls for, that's one thing. If the plan's all of a sudden going red, now red's not usually a good thing when it comes to business. Being in the red means negatives, means you're losing money. And it comes up to you as the owner, what do you want to do about that? So, you know, Jack and I will joke on this show. We talk about the, the, the idea of opening up a company and starting a business to lose money. That's easy. We can start a company tonight doing whatever you want to do and lose money at it until the money runs out. There's no trick in that. No challenge in, in starting a company and, and running it and losing money. No, t- no, no challenge at all. Anybody can do it. And surprisingly, out of 25 million companies, small businesses in this country... Many, many, many of them do just that. They don't have a plan. They don't understand business. That's from our personal coaching experiences. And yet they they take their life savings or they borrow from friends. They get an idea over a a holiday weekend, and they basically start a business. And they have no clue. But they're entitled to that. That's their right in this country, and that's okay. That's the American dream. The American dream should be polished up a little bit and make sure you know what the heck you're doing. And statistics show that so many small business owners do not know what they're doing, and it all starts with a lack of plan. So we've seen a lot of it. 
So uh, what we're talking about, one of the times the rooster <laughs> to adjust the plan to answer the question we have for the show is how do you know if, if there have been some, some significant changes to what the plan was versus what actually is kind of going on. So those might look like some things that are, that, that are happening within your business itself. It could have been a, a big purchase that's happened, you know, in terms of maybe maybe you, you, you've been renting a building, and all of a sudden the opportunity came about where you're able to buy a building and you have to move. Or maybe there's a, you know, we've had situations where clients have, have been forced to move their company. All of a sudden the landlord comes in, the landlord may have sold the building and you're on <coughs> month to month of rent and they say, hey, you got 60 days to get out of here. All of a sudden, hey, I don't care what your plans were, you got to react to that because you got to be out in your buttinski in 60 days. You don't find another place to land, you know. So there's lots of things that happen that way. Or again, there could be a loss or a gain of some customers. So either one can be significant. If you all of a sudden you have a customer that comes on board that's now doubled your business, well, that's almost harder than losing a customer where you lose half your business. I, you know, I could probably argue, Jack, it'd be easier to adjust with losing half your business than it is to, 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 to adjust with doubling the company almost overnight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there, there are things that can happen during the course of the year that are, that are internal to your business. There can also be things that are external. Overall economic situations that, that, that kind of go on, you know, you know, booming or busting of the economy. There could be natural disasters that happen. There could be illnesses or deaths. And again, these are things that, that are out of <clears> your control. And as an owner, all, all I know is that every year there's going to be some of those things that happen. And so you can't predict which things are going to happen, but you have to be able to react and adjust and, and a way to continue to bring some calmness. Part of what we, what we like about the, the numbers and the planning part of the business is it helps to, 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 to bring a calmness to the owner, which also brings a calmness to the business because it, it helps to show what's going to be done and drives activity to react towards making money for the company so the company is going to be healthy. And by the company being healthy, the folks that are part of the company are going to do well as well. But it, there's some tough choices that, that, be, that become part of that. And if you don't have a plan that you're using or operating by or that you're going to start to make modifications to, it can be very, very difficult to go by the seat <coughs> of your pants or if the plan is to cross my fingers and toes and tap my heels and hope and pray that things get better, well... Hey, I, we, we've seen a lot of people like that. They've done all those things all at once, too. So that's hoping and wishing and praying. That's not planning. So isn't we got a song. Isn't that another song? I think so. Hoping, yeah. wishing, praying. We'll see if we can figure it out when we, when, we get, when we get back from the break here, Jack. So we got another segment coming up uh, to talk some more about how do you know when it's time to adjust your plans. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we aren't ready to pack it in yet, although that's another option if your plan sucks. <laughs> All right. We got more dirty secrets of small business coming your way. So stay tuned here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, com. Final segment today, Jack, on the dirty secrets of small business. Final program. segment already. Wow, it happens fast. fast. Yes, yep. it, yes, it does. We covered a lot of topics tonight, uh, but our main topic is how do you know when it's time to adjust my plan on the business side of the front? And uh, so it isn't just a case of adjusting the plan for the sake of making all the numbers look better. It's adjusting the plan for the reality that's happened since the last time you adjusted the plan when it's when it was probably put together near the first of the year. So those adjustments are real adjustments that you have to make. The plan gives you that visual to frame the, the adjustment that you have to make, <coughs> and it makes the job much easier because it validates it. 
You know, if your sales, again, we're looking for three million, it looks like we're going to get two. Well, you can't have all those people standing around, sitting around, doing what they're doing, getting a big paycheck, which is significant usually, and not being able to produce. So something has to be done. And how do you decide how much and who and when? If you have a good plan put together and you've been monitoring it, now it's five, six months into the year, and those five, six months have been hitting the mark, and all of a sudden it doesn't look like that's going to continue, then you have to make an adjustment to your company. It's that simple in the concept. It's very difficult to make those choices, and that's where so many companies get into trouble, so many small companies. They don't make those choices timely, and they don't make those choices with good data. So <clears throat> what could be a salvage operation may very well turn into a liquidation. Uh, there's a lot of negatives that come about, and what you do is end up turning your company over to somebody else to do the tough work that you should be doing if you have a good plan. It's not easy if it's negative, but somebody's got to do it. So let me let me give a, a different spin where it's maybe things are going well. We had a client discussion here in the last week where looking at the numbers through through May and they're about twenty a little bit over twenty percent ahead of the plan, and they're much further ahead than they were versus last year. And um, from a profit standpoint, they're almost six figures ahead of the plan. So six figures that's real money. I don't care how big or smaller company is. Hundred thousand dollars is that's real money, okay, yep. folks. <coughs> and one of their questions is they have an opportunity. To, to perhaps hire somebody. Now, this person that they'd be bringing on would not gobble up that entire $100,000, but a chunk of it. And how do you decide what to do? And you know, what's fun and what we have our clients do a lot is you know, one of our, our seven keys I mentioned earlier, which, uh, which is on our website, the seven keys to success, key number seven is presenting. And it's always great when our, when our clients present and they'll ask a question and, and, and as they're presenting what, how they're thinking about stuff, you know, as you listen to it, often it's like a, a, they're presenting a case. It's almost like picture being in court. And as they present a case, you know, to try to you know, have somebody be guilty versus not guilty, right? Well, it's a question of, you know, the, the, the pros and the cons, the, the pluses and minuses here. Often what they're talking about is all this positive stuff. And so, that, you know, they aren't making any reason or, or case to not do some stuff. And if you're a little bit ahead of plan or significantly ahead of plan, an opportunity presents itself to kind of bring somebody on that maybe you weren't planning to hire mm or to bring on at least not this part of the year, we can be a little more aggressive with that. And, you know, if you look at somebody who's making, you know, maybe looking to bring on somebody who's, who's a salary position for sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000, that can make you kind of, kind of swallow a little hard. Say, look, don't, don't make a decision based on sixty, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000. Cut that and, you know, divide that by four. Yeah, that's before. how much you'll be spending for the year. Well, that's right. Well, we look at you know the idea of you know looking at a three month increment here, where the idea is that you're going to know. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> you're going to know in ninety days, usually a lot sooner, if that person, what you think that they are, that that they're delivering or, or adding the value that's part of it. And to be able to make a decision that's a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar decision is a little bit easier than making a sixty or eighty thousand dollar decision. And you know. When you have that flexibility, it's a, it's a chance to make an adjustment and to take advantage of an opportunity that, hey, if you were the other way, if you're 20% below your plan, well, chances are you, the, the, what you're talking about, Jack, we're all of a sudden we're struggling to make payroll or we're, we're, we're trying to find ways to be able to cut costs in different ways. I'm not bringing on additional salaries kind of stuff, right? But even that's the case, I mean, maybe it's an opportunity where, hey, I may replace somebody with this person if that person's really good. 
there's different ways to kind of look at it, but it's so hard. There's so many variables. I, I don't care if your business is doing half a million or 10 million. There are a lot of variables that go on. And, you know, we were, we're often scratching our bald heads to figure out how do people do this by, you know, by gut? Our bald heads, not um, our afro heads like you are talking before. Well, we got bald heads here. thought you were going to say something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going, but not, we're scratching our bald heads wondering how, how do people you do this? You bring those in. You bring those in often. Those how do people, double. Well, they're seeing it. On, they're seeing it on you know on our streaming here. They can you know just shine, <laughs> right? Is that, is that, <laughs> we haven't powdered up here. All right. So, so uh, how do they make a decision? Yeah. How do they, how do they make a decision <laughs> on what to do? That's right. How do they you're do flying, it? You're flying blind. I agree with that. So it's like a pilot without using who who flies by sight and doesn't use, doesn't use the, the instrument panels at all. Well, if you don't have a plan, first of all, you, there's nothing to adjust, right? If you got a lousy plan, adjusting a lousy plan is probably gonna maybe be better than nothing, but for the most part, no. So the preparation of the plan starts the ball rolling, and looking at that data, measuring it against reality on a regular basis, monthly, quarterly for sure. And when it's time to take a hard decision-making process here to look at your plan, plus or minus, okay? Sales are increasing or decreasing. It's easy to guide the company if you have a good plan and you're looking at it regularly and measuring it against good data. All right, so we had another client that had, had, a, had a really tough situation. They had a plan pulled together for the year. Things look really good. And at the end of the first quarter, their top customer in, in, in one of their facilities pulled out. So all of a sudden, you know, then they were they were doing well. The first quarter was good. They were actually a little bit ahead of plan what they were planning to do for the first quarter in that plant. But then here, that top customer pulls out. The top customer represented seventy percent. Yeah, of the uh, capacity. Big number. So all of a sudden, here the here the owner and the management team are faced with a pretty tough decision. And as they start to look at what's kind of going on, you know, when you have a when you have an operating facility like that, you know. There's going to be a loss, even if you close the place up. You know, there's costs, right? So you try to do, you know, you're trying to scramble to get back to your head above water to say, hey, where can we get to the point where we can not be losing as much as we would be if we close it down and, and be able to start to get to where you're making profit again? But unfortunately, there there are a few magic, or there actually we haven't found any magic wand, jet, or magic pills, or magic beans, whatever it might be, to to, to wave those wands and all of a sudden things are gone. What, but what do you do to try to get those things fixed? Got to pull out the crystal. The crystal, the crystal balls. That's from a different show, That's right? <laughs> the crystal balls and the magic wand. <laughs> well, the crystal balls will show you. You can have a good visual of the magic wand. I can wave now. Maybe the crystal balls help you find the magic wand. I don't know. But they'll, they'll, they can they can come together. But those That's aren't right. those aren't part of the plan. The plan is to try to, in realistic terms, lay out what's kind of going on. What what happens? And what was funny too is is part of their their plans. They had some things kind of lined up. But there was an opportunity that, that, that almost kind of fell from the sky, you know. And when you know what, what's kind of going on, there was an opportunity that they, they had. It wasn't on the radar screen, Jack. But uh, about six weeks into this adjustment of their plan, this thing appeared. And it's actually something that, that again, it just it, it filled the need very, very well. And it's going to take what's been an awful second quarter and oh, make the third and fourth quarters much better. Yeah. But, you know, you're going through a lot of very difficult decisions and discussions and thoughts about what do we do and do we do we close things up do we move this do we do that do we do we try to shrink things down and at some point you can only shrink so far you know to your point Jason, at some point you say hey it's not going to work i can't get it to where it's making money right and so you know if you're involved more in a, in a production manufacturing type plant again there are certain costs that are there 
that you got to be able to cover. If you have some flexibility in a service type company, okay, you may have a, a more flexible cost structure. But there's certain things that, that are there. So it's, it's be able to react and be able to do it through the numbers to be able to make your case and put everybody's heads and get their ideas through this and, and involve your team to get the, get the, the ideas pulled together. It's a great way to get people in, involved, to get their thoughts in it, to get their help and get this plan kind of pulled together. If you have some numbers, you have your plan that's there, and you can re- you can relate to it. Because I'm not going to remember what we talked about six months ago. Well, should I be changing my forecast every month? Not every month. I'd say for certainly every quarter or six months to take a, to, to take a look at it. But if there is a significant event, so, you know, as we were talking about in the prior subject, if you have a significant event in terms of a, a gain or a loss of a customer, or you got some big purchase or a move or something that happens like that that or there's, there's there's a there's a natural disaster some big thing obviously you got to adjust at that point but on a regular basis certainly quarterly or, or semi-annually to be to be looking and say hey do we need to make any tweaks or adjustments to the plan that's a good way to kind of go about doing it okay that sounds good all so, right how hey. do we how do we summarize this or did we just summarize it i think we did i mean again all this right. is uh, it's uh, we try to narrow our topics down to one topic for the show to kind of cover it, and it always goes as one of the fastest hours in radio. So we appreciate you, you being a part of the show again this, t- uh, this evening. Uh, we invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you have any questions beforehand, you can give us a call at 877-849-0670. Shoot us an email at radio at maximumvp.com. If you missed any of tonight's show or any of the prior shows, you can subscribe on iTunes and leave a review when you're there. Go to wintradio.com in the archive section, or you go to maximumvp.com in our radio show section. So you can get that there. All right, you can learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. Love